0: McFarlane. McFarlane Energy, thanks once again for sponsoring a great week of podcast. We had obviously the Joe Kelly event, Baseball's and Boring. We had Trevor Story in Chicago and we had a little bit of a sit down with J.D. Martinez. This is a mini Bradfoe show. So J.D. Martinez, I don't know if you know this, but he's leading the major leagues in batting average. He continues to hit. He's He's one of the best hitters in baseball. We're sitting here at the end of this contract with J.D. Martinez, and he's one of the best hitters in baseball. How do I know this? Well, listen to what his manager said before he got three more hits last night. I never seen him this way. This yeah. is the best I've seen him in four years. Uh, the quality of the at bats, uh, two strike hits, going the other way. Uh, you know, he's he's been impressive, and uh, you know that that last at bat yesterday. Uh, just being patient, trying to look for his pitch and try to drive it. He didn't get it. He took his walk. So, uh, you know, we see him getting hits, but not the whole getting hits and and walking at the same time. It seems like everything he hits right now, he's hitting right in the barrel, uh, you know, using the whole field. uh, Honestly, the, the best I've seen it. Yeah, so the conversation is this. What do you do if J.D. Martinez leaves? I, J.D. Martinez hasn't been lumped in with the Rafael Devers and Tanner Bogart's conversations about, is he coming back? Are they going to negotiate? Well, they sort started thinking about this. Even though he's turning 34 in August, that doesn't matter. You need that presence in the middle of the order. They, learned, they should have learned their lesson with David Ortiz. David Ortiz leaves. He's the foundation. He's the glue guy. He's the guy that everyone hits around. They, he leaves. They think they can fill in the gaps was just another hitter. In this case, it was Hanley Ramirez. Everyone's going to get better. It's going to figure itself out. It doesn't work that way. You need the foundation guy. You need the guy in the middle. As J.D. Martinez said in this interview, he has seen it before. Going from Houston, going to Detroit, where Miggy Cabrera is the guy everything's built around. Well, everything's been built around J.D. Martinez. Why these other guys have been thriving. Sure, you need the Bogarts. You need the Devers. But, I think we cannot forget the importance of J.D. Martinez going forward. So that's why we want to sit down with him. Just about a quick, quick interview about eight, nine minute interview with JD in the dugout in Chicago. But I think it's pretty telling a lot of good stuff in there. Once again, thanks to everybody for subscribing to the Brad foe show for following, for listening, for, for take, checking out the social accounts, all of it. It's been a good week and we're going to have another good week next week. Uh, JD Martinez. I have numbers that show since 2018, when you came here, you're in top 10, whatever. Um, when you were signed, like there was like people say, Oh, well, you know what? hitters they don't do this for this long like when you signed when you came here did you like say no I'm gonna do this I, full confidence I mean because you you know people, there was evidence right that when you signed there you're like no no
1: I'm the, I'm different I'm gonna do this yeah I mean I've always felt like I was different um, I've always felt like I have an unorthodox way of doing things, you know, in a sense of nobody ever recorded BP swings, no one ever brought freaking toy bags to the cage, like, I was one of the, you know, first people to do that, they used to get destroyed in Detroit by all the veterans about it, you know, they used to make fun of me about it all the time, but I just knew I had a a recipe that bring me success, you know, and that's one thing I follow all the time, It's just follow my you know, my my routine. I'm more I'm a more process oriented player I think than most people are and I just really focus on that.
0: It's one thing to do it
1: though at twenty nine,
0: it's another thing is like that it's still working. But how how old are you? Whatever it is, you know? Thirty four. Thirty four. About to be thirty five. Congratulations. <laughs> no. uh, uh, but, you know, like, this is, as you said, like, this is, you're the test case, right? If you do it, you a physical ability. But you're,
1: you're you're doing something that not a lot of people have done. And yeah, Nelson Cruz does it. Nelson's 42, and everybody says he's too old and this and that. That's and he's my, still doing that's it. That's my point. Yeah, that, like, that's, it's it's a rarity. So, again, there must be a sense, as we sit here on the, you know, last committed year, you know, yeah, I just think I just think the industry doesn't know how to value. Doesn't need a hitter role. They don't know how to judge it. They don't know how to read it. You know, I think the industry kind of views the aging curve as position players, guys that play the field, guys that you know do that, but they don't do it on a DH level. I mean, David Ortiz' had his best year of his career is when he was what? I don't know, forty. Forty. Yeah. You know last, what I mean? Last year, yeah. So I think the industry just I mean, needs to like reevaluate that. I think there's a lot of there's more and more evidence that's coming out that it's different for those guys. It, it, when so,
0: as you go into like you said, thirty-four, or whatever. Like you said, like, I want to play until whenever, and I want to be Red Sox, but do you, because of what you're doing this year, do you have more, even more confidence than maybe a couple of years ago that, hey, listen, I'm going to be able to do this for, you know, closer to what Ortiz
1: did it than maybe even I thought? Did nah, you always I never confidence. even think about that. I yeah. mean I've always just have but confidence. I mean, like,
0: but the, here's the thing though, J like, you're sitting here, you're as I
1: said, your your numbers are awesome and you have been other
0: than the like, aberration of the that one year. Like you have Yeah. They did, but, and that's what I said. An aberration of that one year. Yeah. But you, you've done it consistently throughout the whole thing. I mean, so you, you must have confidence that, like, it's not going to stop. It's not going to slow down because, you know, we, we all have to adjust, right? We all have to adjust. But still, you must yeah. have more
1: confidence. I mean, I've always had confidence. I've never not, you know, I've always trusted my, you know, my ability and my process, I would say. It's, I've never deviated from that. You know, people call me crazy about it, people, whatever, they laugh at me about it, but about that. it's that's me, you know? Um, I get three hits in a game, and I study just as hard as if I got fucking no hits in a game. It doesn't change. The process never changes. And that's why, to me, I always have confidence, because I trust that process. What are you better at now than when you first became the Red Sox? I don't know. I don't know. I think, I, mean, I, I think I've had to grow with understanding my body, understanding that, hey, you're not going to be able to do the things you used to be able to do when you were 25 to 28, you know? Yeah. I think I was way more athletic then. I think now it's just, okay, like, understanding what you can do, understanding what a pitcher's trying to do, you know? I said,
0: you know, I made the example. I just made it over there. When David left, you know, they said, well, we'll figure it out, you know, even though he was the anchor, and then they went, they understood you need the anchor in the middle, not for a lot of reasons. Um, can you see that, like, like, like how baseball should value that, like, going forward? And this, so What
1: I'm basically saying is, like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to sell yourself, even though you don't need to, but... Yeah, I mean, there's, but, there's teams that believe in it, other teams that don't. I mean, I... I obviously believe in it. I'm biased towards it, but I know what it does because I knew what it did when I went from Houston to Detroit. When you have a guy like freaking Miggy in the middle of the lineup or like, you know, you have you have those big bats in the order that are feared. Mm-hmm. It kind of changes. It takes a lot of the pressure off younger guys. Mm-hmm. It's not on them, you know. It's on freaking these guys. These are the guys they're paying 30 million dollars for. You know, and these—we don't win today. They're not gonna say, "Oh, JD sucked." They're gonna say, "Miggy, what the hell happened?" You know what I mean? And I think that's one thing that we—I ne- never had coming up when I was in Houston. And you kind of just put the whole—the whole lineup was, just, you know, on a roller, on an edge. You know, you didn't know what was gonna happen or anything like that. I mean, there's a reason, like last year when Tampa had the best record and they traded for a DH. You know, um, it's just. I don't know. I think we'll see what happens after this year because I think, like, a lot of teams are viewing it as the general managers can, oh, well, I'm just going to mix and match that position, and I'm going to just try to plug it in and, you know, show how smart I am. But I think that, like, kind of what's going to happen is... is It's a real position, and you can ask anybody here, anyone, Xander, Devers, any of these guys, if they enjoy being a DH. Everybody hates it. I haven't met a player that likes it, it's because you have to get used to it. It's not, it's like a mental game where you have to be able to control it. Yeah. And you have to be able to have a routine and a process and everything. If they came to you, like right now, what are you talking? I don't know. I mean, that's something Scott, that's a Scott question, not for me. I trust Scott. What if, if Scott said, hey, they just came to us? I'm flipping it around. Man. Yeah, if Scott came to me and said, hey, I think this is a good deal, Well, I think you should do it, I'm going to say, okay, let's do it. If Scott says no, I think you should wait to free agent, I'm going to say, okay, let's wait to free agent. Yeah, I mean, it's a different also, it must change the mindset a
0: little bit too with the DH compared to like the other times you had. Right, I mean that's the sort of reality of it. Does it feel like a long time ago? Like you're at the end of the, the, again, the last year of the contract? Does it feel like? Did you, did you, when you signed that, did you think that you
1: would get to the end? I didn't know. Yeah. Honestly, I really didn't. Um, like I said, I'm kind of weird. because I don't, I mean, maybe I'm like the only, I don't know if I'm the only person, but I never think of any of this crap. You know, it's just, like, I I only think about, like, what I got to do. What is it? And I hire the best people to tell me, to advise me in that situation, you know? uh that's why I always stay just on the course you know you've known me for 5 years now and it's the same answer after a good game or a bad game it never changes i'm like the most boring interview you know because it's just that's uh, that's just how my mind works i don't get wrapped up in every time i've gotten wrapped up in everything it doesn't nothing works out you've been wrapped up in it yeah early on in my career yeah Yeah, until I finally just gave in, I said, I don't care, whatever happens, happens, dude. Just focus on this next pitch and what you got to do and what my thought process is and what I'm trying to do this at bat and everything else will take care
0: of itself.